O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, December 28th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Va'era, and it means, And I Appeared. Exodus 6, 29-7-7 For when Hashem spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, and Hashem said to Moses, I am Hashem, speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I will tell you. Moses appealed to Hashem, saying, See, I am of impeded speech. How then should Pharaoh heed me? Hashem replied to Moses, See, I place you in the role of Hashem to Pharaoh with your brother Aaron as your Navi. You shall repeat all that I command you, and your brother Aaron shall speak to Pharaoh to let the Israelites depart from his land. But I will harden Pharaoh's heart that I may multiply my signs and marvels in the land of Egypt. When Pharaoh does not heed you, I will lay my hand upon Egypt and deliver my ranks, my people the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with extraordinary chastisements. And the Egyptians shall know that I am Hashem, when I stretch out my hand over Egypt and bring out the Israelites from their midst. This Moses and Aaron did, as Hashem commanded them, so they did. Moses was eighty years old, and Aaron eighty-three, when they made their demand on Pharaoh. Zechariah 12.1-13.9 A pronouncement, the word of Hashem concerning Israel, 
the utterance of Hashem, who stretched out the skies and made firm the earth, and created man's breath within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a bowl of reeling for the peoples all around. Judah shall be caught up in the siege upon Jerusalem, when all the nations of the earth gather against her. In that day I will make Jerusalem a stone for all the peoples to lift. All who lift it shall injure themselves. In that day, declares Hashem, I will strike every horse with panic and its rider with madness. But I will watch over the house of Judah while I strike every horse of the peoples with blindness. And the clans of Yehudah will say to themselves, The dwellers of Jerusalem are a task set for us by their God, the Lord of hosts. In that day I will make the clans of Yehudah like a flaming brazier among sticks, and like a flaming torch among sheaves. They shall devour all the besieging peoples right and left, and Jerusalem shall continue on its site in Jerusalem. Hashem will give victory to the tents of Yehudah first, so that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem may not be too great for Yehudah. In that day Hashem will shield the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the feeblest of them shall be in that day like David, and the house of David like a divine being, like an angel of Hashem at their head. In that day I will all but annihilate all the nations that came up against Jerusalem. But I will fill the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem with a spirit of pity and compassion. They shall lament to me about those who are slain, wailing over them as over a favorite son, and showing bitter grief as over a firstborn. In that day the wailing in Jerusalem shall be as great as the wailing at Hadad-Rimmon in the plain of Megiddo. And the land shall wail, each family by itself, the family of the house of David by themselves, and their womenfolk by themselves, the family of the house of Natan by themselves, and their womenfolk by themselves the family of the house of Levi by themselves, and their womenfolk by themselves, the family of the Shemites by themselves, and their womenfolk by themselves, and all the other families, every family by itself, with their womenfolk by themselves. In that day a fountain shall be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem for purging and cleansing. In that day too, declares the Lord of hosts, I will erase the very names of the idols from the land. They shall not be uttered any more, and I will also make the Nevi'im and the unclean spirit vanish from the land. If anyone prophesies thereafter, his own father and mother who brought him into the world will say to him, You shall die, for you have lied in the name of Hashem, and his own father and mother who brought him into the world will put him to death when he prophesies. In that day, every Navi will be ashamed of the visions he had when he prophesied. In order to deceive, he will not wear a hairy mantle, and he will declare, I am not a Navi, I am a tiller of the soil. You see, I was plied with the red stuff from my youth on. And if he is asked, What are those sores on your back? He will reply, From being beaten in the homes of my friends. O sword, rouse yourself against my shepherd, the man in charge of my flock, says the Lord of hosts. 
Strike down the shepherd and let the flock scatter. And I will also turn my hand against all the shepherd boys. Throughout the land, declares Hashem, two-thirds shall perish, shall die, and one-third of it shall survive. That third I will put into the fire, and I will smelt them as one smelts silver, and test them as one tests gold. They will invoke me by name, and I will respond to them. I will declare, You are my people, and they will declare, Hashem is our God. Revelation 19, 1-21 And after these things I, John, heard a great voice of much people in heaven, saying, Alleluia! Salvation and glory and honor and power be unto the Lord our God, for true and righteous are his judgments. For he has judged the great whore, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and has avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia, and her smoke rose up for ever and ever. And the twenty-four elders and the four beasts fell down and worshipped God that sat on the throne, saying, Amen, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you his servants, and you that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he said to me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said to me, See that you do it not. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren that have the testimony of Yeshua. Worship God, for the testimony of Yeshua is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he does judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come, and gather yourselves together to the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast, and the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse, and against his army. 
And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Psalm 147, 1-20 Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is comely. The Lord does build up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. He tells the number of the stars. He calls them all by their names. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifts up the meek. He casts the wicked down to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp to our God, who covers the heaven with clouds who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow upon the mountains. He gives to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. He delights not in the strength of the horse. He takes not pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him and those that hope in his mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates, He has blessed your children within you. He makes peace in your borders and fills you with the finest of wheat. He sends forth his commandment upon earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the hoarfrost like ashes. He casts forth his ice like morsels. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He shows his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He has not dealt so with any nation, and as for his judgments, they have not known him. Praise ye the Lord. Proverbs 31, 1-7 The words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him, What, my son? And what, the son of my womb, and what, the son of my vows? Give not your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, it is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink, lest they drink and forget the Torah, and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Give strong drink to him that is ready to perish, and wine to those that be of heavy hearts. Let him drink and forget his poverty, and remember his misery no more. I'd like to speak to you today from our reading that we did in Zechariah chapter 12. And there's another cross-reference chapter that we're going to look at that I believe is basically describing the same event from a slightly different angle. You could say that Zechariah chapter 12 is camera one. And the other chapter we're going to look at is Joel chapter 3, and that's camera 2. This event that's being described is a major tribulation event, that when this happens, it tells us that the great tribulation is about to begin or has 
just started. What is that event? The dividing of Jerusalem. The Palestinians want a Palestinian state, and they want East Jerusalem as the capital of Palestine. Under the Trump administration, this was set aside. It was put on the shelf. And in fact, the embassy was moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. But under the Biden administration, things are looking quite different. And this Biden administration is much more pro-Palestinian. They don't want to see any further construction, any expansion of the inhabitants living in the biblical heartland of of Samaria and Shomron. They see the West Bank as Palestinian land. So let's look at these verses in Zechariah 12. Starting in verse 1, The burden of the word of the Lord against Israel, thus says the Lord who stretches out the heavens and lays the foundation of the earth and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. Let's talk about that. We have something called the BSF movement, and it's the boycott, divest, uh, sanction movement, BDS movement. And basically, corporations and retirement funds and investments, they're saying, we're not going to buy any products that come out of the biblical heartland of, of Israel, out of Samaria, out of, quote, the West Bank, because we're boycotting them, because we believe that that land belongs to the Palestinians. So it's, in a way, it's an economic siege. That's what a siege is. In ancient times, the city was surrounded by a wall, and in a siege, the enemy would surround that city, and nothing could get in or get out. No food, no water, no merchandise, no no bartering or trading. There was no free market economy. It was shut down. And so that's what a siege is. And so the BDS movement is a modern-day siege against Jerusalem and against Judah. So we're seeing that unfolding right now. Verse 3, And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples, and all who would heave it away will surely be cut in pieces, though all nations of the earth are gathered against it. What's that talking about? That's basically trying to say that the nations will one day gather against Jerusalem and they want to split it. They want to carve it up into pieces and give a piece of it away to the Palestinians. And so this verse is saying that Jerusalem is a very heavy stone, and anyone who would try to move it, move the boundaries, move the location, uh, you know, split it into two, will surely be cut in pieces. Verse 4, In that day, says the Lord, I will strike every horse, with confusion and its rider with madness. I will open my eyes on the house of Judah and will strike every horse of the peoples with blindness. Okay, so that's an idiom. In that day is a Hebrew idiom that is pointing us to the day of the Lord. It's pointing us to the great tribulation, the day of the Lord. Verse 5, And the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, The inhabitants of Jerusalem are my strength, in the Lord of hosts, their God. 
In that day, verse 6, I will make the governors of Judah like a firepan in the woodpile and like a fiery torch in the sheaves, and they shall devour all the surrounding peoples on the right hand and on the left. But Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place. Jerusalem. So we're going to see a major battle, an epic global battle over the most hotly contested real estate in the world, and that is Jerusalem, and that is particularly the Temple Mount. It's a spiritual battle. It's not just a political battle between nations. It's a spiritual battle because, you see, the spirit and the descendants of Jacob are the people of God today who love the God of Israel and who love his word. And then the spirit and the descendants of Esau today are those people who hate God and who are bloody and murderous and contentious and divisive and who hate the Jews and who want to take back Jerusalem and who want to take back the Temple Mount for the Arab world. So it's this battle, a spiritual battle, because see, Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. And ever since then, his descendants, Amalek and Haman, and all the way down the line to the modern day present time, um, those th- these are people who hate the Jews, who hate Yeshua, who hate the Torah, and who are worldly and bloody, and selfish. Now let's cross-reference this to Joel chapter 3, because I believe in Joel chapter 3, it's talking about the very same event from a different angle, different camera angle. Joel chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem. So, That's a marker for us, a time marker, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem. So who are these captives? The captives of Judah and Jerusalem. Well, let's think about it. Right now, there's a pandemic going on around the world. And many nations are in lockdown and in quarantine, and they have green passports, and you can't do anything. You can't be in the public arena right now in Israel. You can't go to the movies or go out to a restaurant or participate in public life unless you show that you've been vaccinated and boosted and boosted again. And so those people who are choosing not to be, I won't even call it a vaccine, it is a bioweapon. I'll call it a jab, a jab with a dart filled with poison, a toxin. Those people who've chosen not to be jabbed are like captives. They're in lockdown. They're in prison. They, they can't, I mean, you're in prison in your own home. You can't have a job. You can't go out in the public arena without showing that you've been jabbed. And if you choose not to be jabbed and not to poison your body, well, then you're like a captive. So that's one possible interpretation of that verse. Now let's look at verse two. I will also gather all nations, just like in Zechariah 12, all nations are gathered. And where they're going to be gathered? I bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there. Why? Why is God going to judge the nations? On account of my people, my heritage Israel, 
And that includes you and me, my friend. It's not just the Jewish people. It includes all 12 tribes. It includes the Northern Kingdom. It includes those of us who are still scattered to all the nations of the earth, still living in exile. On account of my people, Israel, my heritage, Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, and they have divided up my land. So that's the marker. When we see the land of Israel being divided, then God is going to go into a judgment with all the nations and bring them into the valley of Jehoshaphat. Now we're getting close to that. You see, we had the Abraham Accords when Trump was in power, and now they're trying to undo all the good that was that happened with the Trump with the Abraham Accords. And so now Biden and his administration, his team, they want to see a Palestinian state. They want to see the land of nation to be divided, uh, make a big hole in the middle of the country, like a donut hole, and give the so-called West Bank over to the Palestinians and give East Jerusalem over to them as their capital. So if and when that happens during the Biden administration or whenever it might happen, God says when his land gets divided, it's his land. They have divided up whose land? My land, says the Lord. They've divided up my land. When the land gets divided, huge judgment comes down upon all nations. And so what are the two crimes there? They've scattered God's people among the nations, and they have divided up his land. And so that's a major sign to be watching for, that we are entering into the Great Tribulation, the time known as Jacob's Trouble, the three-and-a-half-year period that's 1,260 days or 42 months or three-and-a-half years. So when we see Jerusalem being divided and when we see the nation of Israel being divided, this is a major tribulation event that is a marker to let us know that we are beginning, we're now entering into the great tribulation. So let's keep our eyes on Israel because Israel, the land, and the people who live there are the apple of God's eye. They are the apple of his eye. And may you be blessed and have a great day. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Shalom. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. 
Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.